You're listening to the Sam Oye Podcast, the program that uplifts your spirit, renews your mind, and transforms your life every week. And now, here is your host, the Reverend Sam Oye. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6. And I want us to read that together once you go. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Verse 7, everybody read it louder. Who being made himself of no reputation took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Verse 8, everyone. And being found in the fashion of a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9, everyone. Wherefore God also was highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth, and things under the earth. Verse 11, you have to, have to read this one once you go. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We ask for the blessing in Jesus the Christ mighty name. We'll pray. Please look at someone and tell the person there is power in his lordship say it again say there's power in his lordship i said a conversation in this morning service the first service and i began to inquire for some years now as to why is it that some of the most religious african countries are the ones that are poorly developed not develop or developing slowly why is it that it seems to me that wrongly so why is it that it seems to be where there seems to be great commitment to spirituality in Africa why is it that it seems like that is where you see development on a downward spiral it, it, it ought not to be so so I began to ask myself why why and trust me, considering the fact that there is no sermon, some of us pastors in this country have not preached. If you've, if you've listened to pastors in Nigeria, we ple- we'll preach on the blood, the blood of sprinkling. We've done feet washing for you. We've done head washing. We've washed your head. We've washed your feet. But what else? We've bathed you. We've bathed you at the Babbage. We've bathed you in a lake. We, ma, we have immersed you we have sprinkled water on you we have anointed you with granite oil we've helped you with olive oil it's so serious that some of us have to go to Jerusalem to get oil and Jerusalem has gotten tired of Africa because even the oil of Jerusalem is not helping you Huh? 
What haven't we done? We've done deliverance. We've gone to your village to do household deliverance. We've uprooted trees. Trees. We uprooted them in your villages. What haven't we done? <laughs> and as you look at all of that, and it's not just in Nigeria. I've traveled a little bit and I'm still traveling. It's everywhere. From Cameroon down to Ghana, down to Cote d'Ivoire, to Liberia, to South Africa, just everywhere. And I am, I am a student of history and I know that it is not true that Christianity is the recipe for underdevelopment. On the contrary, Christianity has been at the fulcrum of development. Switzerland today is what Switzerland is because of people like Zwingli in their time, in the 17th century, 17th, 16th century, 18. People like Zwingli and the rest of the Martin Luther King, Martin Luther in Germany, they read the sacred text and as they read the Bible, they were able to draw principle for national development from scriptures. So is it possible that there is something wrong with the way we read our own Bible or interpret it? So I've been so concerned. I travel to the eastern part of this country where you're supposed to say we have lots of Christians and all of that. And as I get down to places like Abia, and then you get down to Abba and you see underdevelopment in a place that was once developed. And then you don't want to talk about Oweri. With the latest brand that we are having out of Oweri, which you call the Oweri Girls. It's like Oweri is exporting something totally different. You don't want to even go to Bini. Edo State. There are one or two elders of Edo State here. So once you mention Edo State, Dr. Sam, <laughs> I thought I saw Charles here today. Once you mention Edo State, we don't think about cocoa, we don't think about what you export. Sir, we should think of it that was. And you have churches in Edo State. When you get to all your state, when you get to all your state in Nigeria, you have at least some of the highest number of mountains, prayer mountains in all your state. Even the mountain itself is underdeveloped. And so you ask yourself a question, what is the real problem with us in Africa? Africa is a place where we all pray and speak in tongues, but we are the quickest to betray each other.
I'm dealing with cases now. A woman of God called me and she was talking to me about what was going on in their church. How young girls in the church are quick to take over the husbands of women they know in the church. I know the wife. They recorded just in one of the eastern parts of the country where pastors were beating each other over offering. You didn't hear what I said? They were beating each other over offering. Some pastors were caught in London exposing each other over a money that was supposed to be for church development that they agreed to share. But when the sharing formula did not favor one, he opened up. One of us, Gerald Overseer, senior man of God in this country, he was about to eat and then all of a sudden, I think he sensed he was not supposed to. He looked at his own self and she began, she said, Daddy, I must tell you the truth. I must tell you the truth. And he said, what happened? She said, no, they paid me to do it. She said, who paid you to do what? She said, no, it was the elders, senior people in the church, founding members of the church who paid the house help of the man of God to poison the man of God. Get on the internet. Just get on chat sites and get on every page where evils have been committed online. The people you find there, Christians, Somebody was crying. We're talking to somebody just a few days ago, sir. He brought in a child of God. Somebody brought in a child of God into a major power project. He brought in a pastor into a power project. This is a project that we've prayed for for years. He brought somebody, a man of God, into the power project. The man of God. So when payment was getting close to payment, the man of God plotted behind and sidelined him. Don't look like it is strange. It's happening. It's in your house. It's in your office. I hear in some countries too now that Christians, Christian men, whether it's true or not, but I hear Christian men slap women now. They slap their wives. I hear in some countries it happens. I don't know. Let me ask your neighbor, say, do you know the place? Have you seen a Christian man slap you and start quoting scripture on it? Huh? We have scripture for everything. We get drunk and we are quoting scripture. Take a little wine for your stomach infirmity. Do you have infirmity? The people around that area, it's like God is speaking to all of you. <laughs> all the people, it's like God is speaking to them. Wine bar, 9%. 
percent. Some of you is complete percent. <laughs> communion is not enough. <laughs> Pastor communion, no the gauge. <laughs> oh. Some pastors went to attend the conference. And after they left the hotel, the hotel noticed a spike when it comes to pornographic view. Uh -oh. <laughs> Why are you saying her? And they went online, they went to do their research, and they discovered that close to 70% of the rooms occupied by these pastors, about 1,000 plus, were all connected to pornography. You know what they did? They decided to follow them for years. Every year when they come, the highest spike in pornography is when pastors come. This is a research, George Banner. Question is, why? Why? I'm asking you a question, Madam. Madam, why are you born again? But any little thing between you and your husband, you know how to grab his. I mean, my question is, how do you still have the quick memory of grabbing trouser in a bad place? Hello, sir. I thought you said all oh, things are passed away. So how about the punching? The kicking? Is that part of the gifts of the spirit? <laughs> See, I, I know you all came, Papa, pray for us. I don't pray for now. I pray every day. I will pray tomorrow again. So can we talk today instead of we, pray, we will continue to pray. Miracles will be happening. What do you want to say again? The dead? Haven't you seen them rise? Live? You've not seen them walk? Blind? What do you want to say again? Is this the kind of country you want to bequeath to your children? Is this the kind of Africa we want to give over to our children? Let me say something we may not all know. We owe the next generation the massive apology because in the lifetime of our children, we are marketing defeat and failure to them, telling our children, your fathers lack the capacity to rescue their country. Why? Permit me, please. I'm going to start. It's going to be a message not just for our church, but for the body of Christ and this country. Not just Nigeria, but across the world. I've been asking the Lord, I say, what is the problem? Why are we in church for this long? And our lives haven't changed. 
Why are we the greatest thieves in public office? Christians will employ angelic assistance to steal. Fathers, we are taking this money out. Block everybody. Lord, blind everybody. Let, don't let anybody see us. That's a Christian prayer. So they get to the house of Christians when they are retrieving public funds. You will see Christians with gold. Sir, a bar of gold currently, sir, is over $50,000. Depending on where you buy from. It goes from fifty dollars to $62,000. A bar of gold. And you will meet the bars of gold in the houses of Christians. Let me ask you a question for those of you who are Nigerians. Let me ask you a question. How many of you remember our uncle called Abacha? How many of you remember that, one of our uncles? Abacha. Raise your hands. You remember him? Let me ask you a question. How many of you know that the most the most remarkable hospital in this city is the National Hospital. Are you aware that that is Abacha's project? Since Abacha left till date, we've not had a no listen, there's even no improvement on the hospital. We call him the worst, but he built the best. Till date, we've not had hospitals built in a city like Abuja. The old one is not maintained. How much did the man live in our foreign reserve? How much did he meet in foreign reserve? How much did he leave behind? Whatever he took, imagine what he left. And from that time till this moment, we have had Muslims come. We have had Christians come. And when Christian came, sir, in the era of our Christian brethren, like we're already gone in for another one now, in the era of our Christian brethren, sir, Christians were spending dollars on the streets of Nigeria, Abuja. You know what I'm talking about. Corruption was at the peak. Spending dollars on the streets. Christians, sir, we had no sense of investment. What is wrong with us? I will begin to open your eyes over the next few weeks to things that will make your life better and your country better. Please permit me to share this with you from Philippians chapter 2. Because of our time, I know it's Easter, you want to go and eat Easter food. So, I have to release you. In Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says, Wherefore God has highly exalted the name of Jesus and given him a name that is above every other name. And I love it when we use that one to pray. Cancer, gold, sickness. You know, I've seen all that miracles. That's nothing. I've seen miracles. There's no end. I'm 32 years old in the faith. I gave my life to Christ 1989. 33 now. I gave my life to Christ 1989. And I was born into science, wonders, and miracles. So with all the miracles we've seen since 1989, the country keeps getting worse. So it tells you that there is something else that we need to imbibe in order for the nation to change. 
Senators are Christians. Most of them. Some of them. House of Rep members are Christians. Why, why can't we make things happen in our country? On this Easter Sunday, let me just drop one thing with you and I'll move on. In Philippians chapter 2, wherefore God has highly exalted and given name that is above every other name, verse 10, but at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, things in heaven, under the earth, and all of that. Verse 11, please. Verse 11. And that every tongue, this is the crux, every tongue should confess that Jesus is what, sir? Please talk to me now. Jesus should be what? Savior? Huh? Okay, so here is the foundation of the problem. We have a country where so many tongues are confessing Jesus as what? Savior. But what will change our country is when we begin to confess him as what, sir? Okay, fine. Now, don't forget the Bible even makes you to understand that what leads your salvation, Romans chapter 10 verse 9, the Bible makes us to understand that what leads to your salvation it's not confessing Jesus as Lord, as Savior. It's confessing that Jesus is what? Lord. Follow me carefully. I really want to open. How many of you know Psalm 23 verse 1? Psalm 23. How many of you like it? Ha, ah, wonderful. You put it under your pillow, right? The Lord is my watcher. Aha. Uh -huh. so, so the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. So I shall not want because he is my, he is my Lord. The shepherd is my Oh, come on, you're going to get it now. I shall not want because the shepherd is my what? Oh, we're going to get it right now. I shall not want because the shepherd is my what? It's my Lord, not my Savior. I'm trying to open your eyes to the concept of Lordship. I shall not want it makes me to do what, sir? Lie down where? In green pastures. So my rest is because the shepherd is my. He anointed my head with oil and my cup runneth water. Because the shepherd is my. Ah. <laughs> Thank you Lord Jesus. So follow me carefully into this. As I just touch on. Because we can't exhaust this at all. Romans 14 verse 8 and 9. Show it to us. Romans 14. God bless you sir. Please everybody look at this carefully. I want to pray for you. For if we leave. We leave to who? If we leave. We leave to who? And if we die. We die to who? So whether we live or we die, we are what? The Lord's. We are what? We are the Lord's. Romans 14, 8 makes it clear. For if we live, for to this end Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both, what's up? The dead and the living. What is Jesus seeking to be in your life? Talk to me. Who shall come at I know you're not used to this, 
But this is a problem. I want to ask you again, what does Jesus want to be in your life? When you are alive, he wants to be your at death, he is your okay. Question is, is he your Lord? See, it's easy to say what's that? Yes. But can we get down to the concept of lordship? Write these two words now. The word Lord is the word Adonai in the Old Testament and it is the word Kurios in the New Testament. Adonai, write it down. Adonai. And please, let's quickly, thank you guys. I'm, I have five minutes, thank you. So write this down. To be your Lord means he's your owner. Write that down. Owner, he is your owner. He owns you. That's what it means to be Lord. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is our curious. Our what, sir? What is another word for curious here? Our owner. Alright? Another word for Lord is not just owner, but master. The master. Not just a master, but the master. The owner. On a day like this, people just want to come to church and you put mark of oil on their head and not them put on kerchief and tell them go and prosper. And the story just continues. But let's get it right. So the word, let me see those who are writing. The word Lord, I said, is a Hebrew word. What's the Hebrew word for it? Say it again. Adonai. All right. What's the, what's the Greek word for it? curious is that okay and i said those words all of them means what number one the owner number two what the master number three the ruler the ruler number four the supreme authority the supreme authority and lastly the one in control the controller the one in control of the controller huh. Caesar on this ground alone raise your hands everybody here raise your hands just raise it up I want to tell something to do something raise it up would you pledge allegiance to make Jesus your Lord today will you pledge allegiance to make Jesus your Lord today Christianity will take a new dimension. Put your hands down. So watch this carefully. We're going to break it down in a little way and then I'll be gone. So we said that the ultimate reason why Jesus died, please, and rose again and is alive. Romans chapter 14 verse 9. For to this end, to this end mean for this purpose was why Christ did what? He died, number two. I didn't hear you. He rose again, number three. He lives, okay? What is the end? Why did he die? Why did he rise? Why is he still alive? To this end, that he might be what? Simple. This is the reason for the resurrection, sir. The Lordship of Jesus Christ. Please let me shock you. Jesus did not die ultimately for your sins to be forgiven. No, 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 no. 
The forgiveness of your sin is not the end. It is a means to an end. In Revelation, the Bible says they began to sing, Now is the kingdom of our God. Now restored unto him his dominion, power, authority. The ultimate assignment is the reestablishment of the Lordship of Christ. He was our Lord when we sinned. I mean, when we're without sin. When we sinned and submitted ourselves to somebody else, he no longer became our Lord. Now he has to forgive our sins to reestablish his lordship. So he forgives you so he can become your Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Huh. I hope you can share this with your friends in the office who claim they are Christians. The acid test is not, is Jesus my savior, but is he my Lord? And let me make a statement, write this down. Under the lordship of Jesus Christ, owners are rebels. Owners are rebellious. You don't own anything under the owner. Please write that down. Under the lordship of Jesus Christ, you don't have owners. So we bought a land in Abuja here. And you know what I saw? I saw that the, in the tenor, the, agree, the paper, I saw that they said the land we paid for, including the one we built our house on. I made to understand that in 99 years from now, that the owners will come. Hello, Reverend Sam, how are you doing? Um, thank you. <laughs> we sold the land to you. I'm like, no, it's my land. I'm like, yes, sir, for 99 years. So we leased it to you. It was a long lease you called your own land. They are still the owner. So that house you are bragging about in Guzapé, when Guzapé people are awake, when they wake up at the fullness of time, they will get it back from you. With your swimming pool. Their children. <laughs> so please take note of this. If Jesus is Lord, what do you own? Talk to me. If Jesus is your Lord, what do you own? I'm going to ask you again. If Jesus is your Lord, what do you own? Can I hear those of you at the back over there? What do you own? And we said in the kingdom of God, under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, anyone who claims ownership is a rebel. Is that okay? That was why Paul said, what is it that you have that was not given? Ah, I see. There's fire in the, on the mountain here today. Help me touch your neighbor. Say, what do you own? I'm trying to show you why we are where we are. Okay, so let me just leave this with you. I like the words of a man called Zwema. Listen to what he said. Unless Jesus is Lord of all. He is not Lord at all. Write that down. Unless Jesus is Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. <laughs> Trust me, I can see the rejoicing of the Father's heart for what I'm sharing with you on this Resurrection Sunday. 
You know I can preach you all happy this morning. But you remain where you are. But you know I'm telling you something that will change your perspective. And your relationship with God. Your prayer request will reduce. When it becomes your Lord. Please take note of what I just said. What did I just say now? Unless what? Say it loud and clear. Unless Jesus is what? Lord of all. He is Lord of. It's not Lord at all. Unless Jesus is Lord of all. He is not Lord at all. A man of God, F.B. Mayer, was talking about his relationship with God. He has preached and he has ministered to people, but he began to feel something was wrong in his walk with God. And he said, God, what is actually wrong with me? He said, God, what is going on? And the Lord spoke to him and said, Mayer, he said, the major problem is that, listen to this. He said, you've handed to me a bunch of keys. He said, but the most important of the keys you have held onto yourself. He said, that's why you are having defeats. That's why you are not fulfilled. That's why you're not satisfied. That's why your life is not working. That's why your ministry is not maximized. Why? He said, you've handed a bunch of keys to me. Given me access to every part of your life. Except the most important part of your life. He said, I'm not Lord overall. Because I'm not in charge of it all. Have you noticed that in the area of your life where Jesus is not Lord, you suffer great defeats? Be sincere in the house of God. Have you noticed in the area of your life where you don't submit to the Lordship of Jesus, you suffer defeat? So, in simple terms, as you live here today, so that I don't weary you, in simple terms, as you live here today, what does this concept of Lordship mean? I'll be teaching you more on this. What does it mean? It simply means that if Jesus is the Lord of my life, it simply means if I want to take steps, I must inquire from what's that. That was why, daddy, that was why when David had battles to fight, even though it was obvious that his wife and children have been carried, do you need God's permission to recover your wife? Follow me carefully here. Emotional matters. That's why we fail. Let me ask you again a question. If you are coming and you are watching a man dragging your wife away, trust me, trust me, some way, I won't take that lightly. David was watching somebody dragging his wife away. And David went on his knees. He said, bring me the effort. Help me touch on it. say, get the effort. That's a man who has surrendered that aspect of his life to God. Decision making. And he said, Father, he said, let me know, should I pursue or not? And God said to him, rise up, pursue, and you shall overtake. And you shall recover everything. And he got up and went after it. That was why God gave him victory. What did he do to recover all? Was he the one that made the man that led them to the place? Was he the one that made the person sick? No, God allowed the person to be sick. God allowed the person to be on the road. God allowed David to see the man. God allowed David to care for him. God allowed the man to lead them to the place. Can you see how lordship simplifies your life?
You have gone all over the town looking for something. You've not submit, submitted to the Lordship. You are too smart. Yeah, man. According to the expert's opinion, if I do it like this, I do it like this, I do it like that, everything's going to happen. David said, no, Lord. He said, you are my Lord. That was why Sir David said, the Lord, David understood Lordship. The Lord said to my Lord. If you listen to David, you hear Lord, Lord, Lord. Thank you. I'm done. Thank you, guys. So David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And he proved it. How can you carry my children? You, I want permission. No, I'm going after them. He said, no. Lord, should I go? There was battle. David said, Lord, should I go? And the Lord said, David, go. At another time, there was another battle again. And David said, Lord, should I go? I know what the Lord said to me. He said, go. He said, but don't go the same way. Lordship, Lordship. Go, but don't go the same way. You know what Jesus said? He said, as I hear my father speak it, so I speak lordship. As I see my father do, so I do lordship. As I see my father walk it, so I walk lordship. The struggle can be over. The struggle can be over. When the Lord, when the shepherd is your Lord, when the shepherd doesn't only rescue you, but you submit to his lordship. Singles, singles, you don't have to kiss too many frogs before you meet the prince. Kiss too many things. Kiss lizard, you've kissed frog, you've kissed crocodile, kiss everything. Sir, under lordship, say, Father, when she comes around, and how you doing? And like, yeah, how are you? Bros, I'm talking to you. Bearded guy, look at me. So, and she's like, yeah, how you doing? And you know, I like your beard. Some of you guys, it's like mom and dad never touched your beards. So the first time a girl touches it, something do you. Touch your husband, so I'm telling you. <laughs> so here's the game. She thought, you know, I love your beards. Oh man, oh my God, wow. And yeah, so, so what you do, confusion has got you. See them, a lot of bearded gang there, somebody. <laughs> and so the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6 and chapter 7, the Bible says like a sheep being led to be slaughtered, he turns and somebody heading somewhere, they touch his beard. He has forgotten his route. <laughs> Yet there is a generation. There's a generation that will be looking at you. When you come with all the mouth moving with like smooth oil, and you're talking with all the intelligence that you have, with all your dictions in place, your curtsies in place, and all of that. 
And you're speaking with Queen's English or Canadian English. It doesn't matter whether it's Australian. You're speaking and all of that. They listen to you. And, and, and as wise we are talking, they're just saying, Lord, Lord, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? Am I talking to somebody? Everything looks right. But is this the one? Why have you invested to lose? Because you did not ask the Lord. Why are marriages breaking down? We did not ask the Lord. Simple. Some of us are, had no business marrying the women we married. Some of us had no business marrying the men you married. Somebody was asking me a question. I said, Pastor Sam, now that people are divorced, can they remarry? I said, so what's the problem? Say, Pastor, so if they marry, will they serve God? Can they still serve God? I said, I'm waiting for you to block them from serving God. Does that encourage divorce? No. But will divorce take place? Yes. Are there going to be many? Plenty. This year? Yes. Some of you married nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Pure nonsense. The lady walked up to me and she said, Daddy, I said, What is she? She said, Sir, I want to talk with you. Pastor Gibbonton. She sat down with me. I said, I said, What's the problem? She said, Sir, I married this guy and he doesn't go to that he was pastoring. But he now, so he was the person they normally give money to go and drop in the bank. That's how he got to know her in the bank that she's a member of their church and skimmed his way into her life. Gave her impression he was a graduate. When he married her, he now resigned from church. Sat down at home. Became a high priest. Huh? He became the Lord. Curious. He became the master. Sat down at home and listened to what he would do. He would tell her, say, hey, sweetheart, have they paid you? She said, eh, yes, they just pay me. He said, bring the money and lay it down at the apostle's feet. Only thief. <laughs> Number two. He asked her, I said, I learned you have landed properties. She said, yes, I have landed properties. You know what he said to her? He said, change all the landed properties into our name. I am your husband, the head of this house. Have you ever seen where head is announcing headship? The moment the head announced headship, it has lost its headship. In Eloma, Elomi Zoe. In 20 years, I've ever looked at you and said, sorry, Namibi. She will even slap you. Am I talking to somebody else of God? The guy sat down, changed all the papers into my name. And then the next thing when she said, No, sweet, I can't get he pushed down the ground and started putting his leg on her neck. And when leadership in church started calling him, he stopped going to church. He said, That church has a problem. See, when members leave a church, ask deep questions. There was some young guy I used to know who was very active in our church. And I'm like, ha, I 
noticed the guy was not coming again. I said, what's the problem? Somebody said to me, he said, the way his department treated him, that's why he left church. So I called him. I said, what did the department do? You should have told me. I'll rebuke your department. I love you. He said, daddy, don't worry. I'll find time to tell you. Because he couldn't find a reason. Only for me to hear later, he had collected money from several people in the church. So he couldn't pay. So he relocated, but dropped a reason why he left. Same thing happened to another woman. I asked a simple question. I said, the woman with, uh, by the well, when she met the Lord. See, your life will change when you meet the Lord, not church. Christianity won't change your life. It is the Lord that will change your life. When she met the Lord, she met who? The master. He looked at her. He said, ma'am, uh, can you call me your husband? Uh, she said, sorry, sir, I don't have a husband. He said, I understand. I understand. He said, look, you've had five. Eh? The one you are having now is not even your husband. Ma'am, and the Bible says, she said, you must be the Messiah. And she said, look, I'm going to the city to preach and bring them to you. I was expecting Jesus. Hey, come back, come back, come back, come back, madam. <laughs> um, you need to go through discipleship class. Um, madam, you need to go and do restitution with all your five husbands. You have to go and, madam, and couple the fact that you already have five. <laughs> madam, your case is finished. Because only one in the kingdom, you are never supposed to be uh, your case, you know. Five, your case is finished. Sir, Jesus knew she had five husbands and Jesus allowed her to go and do what those with husbands could never have done. I'm going somewhere, sir. Don't let your past destroy your future. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? And please hold, calm down. All this religious something, somebody like, eh? Pastor Sam is endorsing uh, divorce. No, you can't divorce under me. You can't do us under me. What we are simply telling you is don't let your past and religion keep you in captivity. And don't become a mistake because you made a mistake. For the first time in my country, I'm hearing people that normally will not talk now saying that, uh, you know, uh, listen to our new language, oh, listen, no. Oh, I don't support divorce. And divorce. Is not, I will never, there's no ground for divorce. But, 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 if a marriage is not going on well, don't die inside the marriage. Okay. <laughs> when I started working with the divorced people in church here, walking them through their pains and all of that, seeing them through into life, one man of God said, hey, Pastor Sam. I said, I'm waiting for somebody to come and tell me that my name in the book of life has been canceled because I have somebody. Lordship is the difference. Let Jesus be the Lord of your life. You want to travel? Question, Lord, should I go? You want to write a program. You want to embark on projects. Admission. When I was going to write my jam to decide which university I want to go to, I wanted to go and do medicine. 
And the Lord said, get on your knees. And I went before the... Say it again. I didn't hear them at the back. Uh-huh, the Lord. I went before him. I said, Lord, what do you want me to study? For the first time in my life, I had geology. I said, what is geology? It was after I filled the form that I went to make research on what geology was all about. See how it has led me to where I am. If I had studied medicine, only God knows what route my life would have followed. The Lord is the difference. The Lord is the difference. Can I tell you something? He said, I am the Lord your God who giveth you what? Say it again. So even power to get wealth, you get it from who? So he must be your Lord to give you the power you're looking for. No wonder you've been praying for power to prosper and you've not received it. Why? He's not your Lord. He said, if you will obey the voice of the Lord your God, he said, it will take what's a sickness from the midst of you. Can you see what Lordship does? It takes away sickness from the midst of you. Can you see that Lordship is not collective issue? Lordship is personal. You know where Christianity has failed in the past few years? Everything is collective. We are only Christians when we are what? Do you know what will change Christianity? When we take, send everybody back to who? Are you aware you fear your past? Are you aware in the presence of your pastors you live more righteous than when you are personally on your own? Why? You are more conscious of your pastor than the Lord. I'm going to be breaking some things. The time has not come. I shared this with Pastor Tino. I said, Gemesh, she was like, Pastor Sam, where did you get all this from? What will change Africa is lordship. And lordship is what, sir? It's personal. He's either your lord or not your lord. You can claim the church to be our church. You can't claim the lord to be your lord. Can I prove that to you? The Bible says on the last day when they came, they said, Lord, Lord. He said, where? He said, you are used to church, church, Abby. So you now came before my presence and you are going to claim me as Lord. He said, well, let me let you know. I know you not. Because Lordship is what? For instance, sir, my young people, can I have all the precious young people? You know you are young. Even if you are 60, you are young. God bless you. You will forever remain young. Amen. You'll be young forever. Okay, so, so my young people, you know, you know it's easy in these days now. You know, you go to do research online as they are researching. You know you can research away. You know you can start from looking for the bonding chemicals in chemistry and some things will pop up and you're not like, all these bad people. Boom. Ha! What is this? Okay. And let me just see how bad they are. Boom. Ah, ah, these people are really bad. Is that that bad? Boom. You are going. You are going. You are going. So here's the game, sir. When you are conscious of curious, the Lord, 
you know that in the absence of men, the Lord is there. That's why I said the Lord is near. You are conscious of the presence of God. If you are conscious of curious, even if somebody drops their money on the ground and they didn't know, so you will pick the money and you will look for them and do what, sir? Give it back to them. Because that can't make you rich. What makes you rich? It said the blessing of. Can you see what you are missing? The blessing of who? Of the church. Of the church. The blessing of your pastor. The blessing of who, sir? It make it what? And it added what, man? Go for the Lord. Pursue the Lord. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast through your giving and donations, kindly click on the donate button or visit www.samoyepodcast.com. Don't forget to join us daily for the Prophetic Prayer Hour with Rev Sam Oye via YouTube channel at Rev Sam Oye. Also, if what you desire is a change in your faith, family, and financial life, then experience the unraveling ministry of Reverend Sam Oye by being in any of our life-transforming services. Log on to www.thetransformingchurch.org for details. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter at Rev Sam Oye. Thanks again. I'll see you in the next episode.